Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm here, so. <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have. I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me okay. to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw. Like. <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 but. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Good. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? <laughs> Vava? This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me for this week only. Actually, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it. For this week only, Michele Berra. Michele, what's up? Wow. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday afternoon. um, It feels weird. It feels... Yeah, I've I've been in Rome on Monday, so I couldn't couldn't podcast um, any throughout completely my routine i'm yeah. still sick um so it's been a weird weird week yeah so if this makes makes your day feel like a monday it also makes my day feel like a monday and monday felt like a wednesday and then i don't know it's very strange uh shout out to andrew heaney for coming on the show yesterday the uh pitcher for the texas rangers came on the show and it was very fun he was great it was great to have him on uh fun to have uh really cool thunder fans to, to join us and I thought he had some some really good stuff to say about the team so uh, go check out the episode if you haven't listened to it yet Michele Ding. Michele has to listen it check it out uh, it, it will be done by tomorrow morning it's good stuff he had at, off the pod I don't even know if he wants me to say this but I'm going to say it anyways because I don't really think he'll mind he had so many nice things to say about you in particular so oh. just about so I, I, I really feel bad that I didn't listen to that well, yet. Been a, it hadn't even been 24 hours yet, so don't feel too bad. But, you know, he, yeah. he did. He had a lot of nice things to say about you, which they were all true. So uh, <laughs> something else that's true is that the Thunder beat the Blazers last night in maybe one of the wildest games, one of the wildest endings that I can remember. I feel like we can unpack just the last... 30 seconds of this game for an hour. I, I legitimately believe I can. I've been talking with people this morning. I've been texting with one of my buddies that covers the Blazers this morning just about how insane the game was. And so maybe if you're living under a rock and haven't seen the ending of this game, it all it all really starts with Anthony Syme. Well, it kind of starts with the Thunder going cold. You get this like yeah. really nice wide open three from J Dub that he just clanks. Mm-hmm. You get a really nice uh, pull up mid range jumper from Shea that he misses, and the game is tied at this point. And you think, okay, like one of those in most games, one of those goes down. Yeah, they don't go down. Then Anthony Simons hits a much much more difficult shot than what both Thunder players just took. He is like yeah. three or four feet out from the three point line. He's covered by Lou Dort, and he hits this three that is just, I mean, it's gorgeous. I mean, just an absolutely crazy, difficult shot. And you just think, okay, that might be all she wrote. There's 26 seconds left in the game. What's going to happen here? And then J-Dub gets to his mid-range pull-up 
Obviously, he's going to the left, which is just the way that he prefers to go. Gets to the and left. Where he clanked most of the jumpers that he took. Dude, he was having game. the weirdest game. He had one drive to the hoop where all he had to do was just scoop the ball in. And it was as if someone had magically put like a 25-pound weight in his hand as he was trying to lay the ball up. It was just like, wait, what's happening here? It was just really strange. He had a very strange game until he just came alive. Really, in that in that moment when he hit the the yeah. two, which I, I, I love the strategy, and Mark talked about it after the game, that you know, you go for two, you put a ton of pressure on the other team to have to score. Um, it's a lot easier to get a two than it is a three in that moment. You know, if they've blown their coverages and you can get an open three, take it. But if not, like go to the hoop, go get to your sweet spot and Yeah, I, I don't I don't qualify that shot as easy. The one that Jade up tried, but <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of screamed at the at the screen. Um, well, screen, whatever. I mean, the 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 app was giving me like I don't know. The NBA app was so terrible. Yeah, I had to restart the game eight times. <clears throat> but anyway, um, that shot was not a good one. Um, but I think that again, uh, that strategy that where they they basically went two for one mm-hmm. because I think that twenty six is where they ended. The possession with dub so they had a yeah. full 24 plus change yeah, yeah. And so they it was 30 seconds yeah yeah it was 30 seconds after uh the made three on the other end from simon's and then it was 20 yeah it was 26 after j-dub hit that that pull up too yeah yeah uh so then you think okay now the thunder are gonna play this free throw game with them and like this is how like normal NBA games end, and the Blazers are favored in a pretty big way. They have the ball; yeah. they're up one, and then chaos ensues. The Thunder get the ball out of Simon's hands first by throwing a quick double at him. He throws the ball over to Brogdon. Brogdon is immediately doubled. He wants a timeout. Doesn't get. A timeout doesn't. I can't really tell if Brogdon's calling a timeout. Chauncey Billups is obviously yelling for a timeout. He doesn't get the timeout either. Brogdon inexplicably dribbles again, which is a double dribble. And Chauncey loses his mind. Now, this is the moment. This is something I was texting with one of my buddies about. This is this moment I don't think Chauncey's catching enough heat for. Because had they just, I mean, you could be frustrated, but like somebody on his coaching staff or he himself needs to pull himself out of that situation because all Chauncey did was make the situation so much worse. Yeah. It was a bad call. Bad calls happen. Bad calls happen at the end of the game all the time. You can't touch a referee. You can't yell. You can't just, you know, come onto the court and disrupt everything because you don't like the call. You can't do that, especially in the closing moments yeah. of a game. He gets double teed, which he earned both of them. Oh, yeah. He was asking for both of them, gives the Thunder two shots at the free throw line, which, of course, they're going to miss one, if not miss them both. You know? Yeah, the free throw was were very weird last night, like Shea missing Shea. whatever. Yeah they, yeah, they missed a lot of free throws last night. They missed 10 free throws last night. It was just wow. very, very unusual. Um, Seamus, four of them himself. But Chauncey Billups, if you want to, you can blame the officials, but I think the Blazers fans need to pull their head out of the sand and blame Chauncey a little bit more. Because what he did was inexplicable. That, that He really helped them lose the game. Chauncey was a huge part of why they lost that game because he could not keep himself together enough. At least you have, even if you get the bad call, you don't get what you want, you don't get the timeout, you can still defend up one. Yeah. You can still defend up one. Instead, they're now defending with the game tied and they're they're discombobulated. They don't have their head coach out there. And now... It's Scott Brooks drawing up some crunch time stuff, which we know. We love Scotty Brooks. That's not what you want. And anyways. Or maybe. 
is exactly what you want if you I mean, want to really tank. Yeah, anyway. yeah, maybe so. Uh, anyways, J-Dub, maybe this is why he did it. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe ultimate tank maybe commander the, here. The asking for replaying this game is just a farce to cover the tanking and not getting fined. Yeah, this is this is like next level stuff from Chelsea. Like yeah. complaining, complaining, whereas like um, uh, in private, they're saying, "Oh, nice job! You are almost <laughs> winning that game. Crazy, crazy doing." <laughs> like it's. Um, I would say yeah, that if they weren't protesting this game. Yeah, the fact that they're protesting this game is crazy. It's weird. But again, maybe it's all a technique to say, okay, we are really not tanking. We care about every single win we can sure. possibly get. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Chauncey Chaun- 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 <clears throat> is not that dude. Great player. I get an amazing player in his day. A thunder killer in a lot of ways. Like, that guy was awesome yeah. in, against the thunder with the Nuggets. But you cannot do that to your team in the closing moments of a game. You just cannot do it. Uh, my, my guy, Matt Ravis, from the Sports Animal, uh, had this stat where there's been 45 prior protests in league history. Only six times has the protest been successful, 13.3% of the time. So, And then he said the most yeah. recent successful one was in 2008. 2008. Hey, it's about time. You guys remember 2008? Some of you listening don't remember 2008. Come on. In 2008. Huh? What? How many of our listeners are 15 or below? There's like there five? No, no, no. It's way more than that. Okay. It's way more than that. Then I have um, to behave. Yeah, you got to behave. Uh It's it's insane. So, anyways, they replayed the final 52 seconds of a Heat Hawks game back then and it's it's not going to happen here. That's not going to happen here. What I mean, really really it was just like the official that was closest to the situation didn't hear timeout, you know, and you know that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles here. Like Bill Kennedy may have been the one that should have been able to get the timeout for them, but I don't know. It's insane. And then they drop a play. Brogdon like does like throws one of the worst alley oops ever. Like it was, a, it was a fine play, but like the 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 oop attempt was so bad. Shea just like grabs it out of the sky. Game over. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable ending to that game, which honestly, in most cases, probably ends with that Anthony Simons three. Yeah. Like that. I thought it, I honestly thought, okay, this one looks like it's going to the Blazers. This is disappointing. I was going to come on here it's and blame very every- disappointing. I was going to come on very here and blame everybody that had talked about how they would be in first place if we won this game tonight. They're going to be in first place. Like, dude, you got to stop tweeting it. You're about to jinx it. Uh, they almost jinxed it, um, but they didn't. Yeah. But they didn't. The Thunder are in first place in the Western Conference currently due to a tiebreaker situation. So they're like, I mean, they're not real. I mean, they're in first place, but they are tied with the Timberwolves record wise. Um, if if the playoffs started today, they would have the number one seed. Um, yeah, which is crazy impressive. Crazy? crazy impressive. Yeah, isn't it crazy that if they barely go above five hundred, they will be a fifty win team? Yeah, that's that's insane. There are so many things that are insane about this moment. Like they they haven't been in this place in, first in the West at least forty games in since twenty fourteen. Um, yeah, which. I mean, Was it's the been Durantula a, year? It's been a decade. <coughs> I guess that would be right. Is that 13, 14? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, the year where we did like everything and mm-hmm. just playing point guard, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. That, I mean, and then Kevin Pelton had this stat, which it's, it's a wild one. So the Thunder are on pace for 57 wins right now. It's They have the youngest team, and the, the way that he has it is by weighted minutes played. So by the, by the guys who actually play the minutes, they have the yeah. youngest team in the league. Second youngest would be San Antonio. Um, yeah, which is how you should calculate it. Yeah. Calculate the, the thing. Because totally. it's uh, who's plays, not who's on the end of the bench. Yeah. It, it matters, but not to that degree. Yeah. 
So youngest team in the league, the only other two teams that have ever done it. That and it's and the bar is at forty five wins. So you know they lower the bar in a significant way. You know Pelton does in order for this to even qualify. But there's only two other teams in the history of the league to win forty five games or more with an average weighted age of twenty four and a half or younger. And it's the 09-10 Thunder, and it's the 10-11 Thunder. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we didn't think, you know, when we started, when the Thunder started the rebuild, and we're doing podcasts about the, the rebuild, and, you know, where are they headed? Who are they going to draft? How is this going to work out? Are they ever going to be good again? You know, I don't think that we really thought that history had a chance to repeat itself in a meaningful way. You know, I think that we, th- I think that we believed the direction they were heading was the right direction, that they were doing the right, right. thing. They were building through the draft. That's, this is how you do it. You get all these picks. You get shade. This is all, it's all good. But for history to repeat itself in this way, where it has not happened outside of the 405, that is insanity. I, I thought there would be no way that you could repeat the 09-10 Thunder, you know, formula. That you it's just not something that happens. This a team that that young, that inexperienced to win that many games. It just doesn't happen. And this team, average age of under twenty four years old, that are winning at this pace and are beating good teams. They're beating the bad teams. I mean, they're just rolling. You know, have a chance. I mean, 50 games, like 60 games is on the table. I mean, if you're on pace for 57 wins, like you just need a little bit of luck to get 60 wins. I wouldn't pick them to win 60 games. But I also didn't pick them to win 50. So the, what's you, happening you said is it, so uh, crazy. Like 50, 50 was not the bar to be excited. I remember that. I I know. I know. I said a lot of really dumb things, you know. I said a lot of really dumb things, and I'm going to continue to do it. Like that's just that's the nature of, sure. of NBA podcasting. But boy. I believed in, in Alfred Payton once. <laughs> I believed in Alfred Payton once. <laughs> uh, I thought OKC should trade for him at the draft because he was a perfect guy to play with um, Russ and KD. <clears throat> He's got cool hair. We thought we we also Very thought the cool same hair. thing about Frank Nilakina. So we yeah, just want to just we just want to air out all our dirty laundry right now. We can we can just do it right here. This is yeah, yeah. this is a place for yeah, it. Yeah, there there's there's way more. Um we can go on a list. Yeah. Um, Dude, but this team the poise with which they play is that of a veteran team that has been mm-hmm. down this road many, many times. I mean that's that's how they play. I mean, looking at the net rating, they're a plus eight. They're third in net rating in the league, just behind Philly and Boston. Defense, they're fifth in the league, only behind Philly, Cleveland, Boston, Minnesota. Offense, they're sixth, only behind the Clippers, Sixers, Celtics, Bucks, Pacers. I mean, a one nineteen point six offensive rating. Do you remember? You remember what they were last year? 114.2 um, offensive rating. If the yeah. if the Thunder had this offensive rating last season, do you know where they would rank in the league? First. First. By number one. By a lot. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. By a by a point per one hundred possessions. They would leave the more. League. A, a hair more than one. Okay. A hair more Better. than one. Uh, the Kings, who were like this historic offense, could we believe what the Kings are doing? They were yeah. like a 118.4, I think. So, I mean, the Thunder are doing historical things with players that are very young, and they have more picks than any team has ever had. As far as draft capital, no team has ever done this. Yeah, and um, they they still have like blue chip picks coming their way, and they have like their core is established. Their core yeah. is here. 
they are playing together this season, and they are they are thirty and thirteen right now. Like this is this team, and you just your mind goes to wild places when you think about what this team could be in the next four years, three years, two years, one year. Like what's what is it going to look like? And then when it when Presti finally decides it's time to start spending the draft capital on players that they need or players that fit the way that they play or whatever it is, I I think they are going to have there they have a a chance to like be the team of the next decade in the NBA. They have a chance to be that team because these guys are young. Shea is an obvious like superstar. Chet to me, an obvious superstar. Dub, an obvious superstar. That's three. And then yeah. you have good players throughout the roster already and the draft capital to fill out the team with players that fit even better. Yeah. You still have to make those decisions and yeah. make them count. Um, one thing about the being young and how to replicate, I think that to replicate what OKC did in, in the past, I think that the sheer talent that they had back then, uh, it's it's hard for, for me to say today the talent OKC has now is better. What yeah. they surely have now is a collection of individuals that knows how to do their job mm-hmm. to a certain standard, which is why veteran teams are actually successful in the league. Um, and this this applies to every single workplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there are like the, the, the most common thing um, is that when you have a young guy coming into the office, he would not be able to produce from the beginning. But there are guys that from a very early age are professionals. Like you can see them like, like being ready, uh, not wasting time, stick to the procedure, stick to results, to uh, certain ways. And if you see the players that the OKC has, uh, Case and Wallace, business, Shea, all business, um, J-Dub, all business, like a guy like Wiggins, who always does um, w- things in a certain way when he's on the court. So having a young team um, clearly is something that... S- at some point, OKC will have to face because there are stuff that you need to experience as a team. But the regular season, this is something that this group already experienced as a whole. And then they had a player that is all about being just being about basketball, which is Chetongan. So I think that the way in which you collect players, it's very important. And maybe this is what Presti was thinking when he said we we draft people first. Uh, and we draft basketball players. Like, um, this is, hey, we need guys that care about basketball and that they are a certain class of people and they do things in, in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, because we, we, we need to apply certain things in order to make them work um, at a very early age. And then they have this talent. Again, I don't think that Harden, KD, and Russ are, like, reached in terms of talent today. Yeah. It, it would be stupid to say. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this team is more than some of their parts, though. And that's the difference between yes. this team and the the older Thunder teams, is that they are better together, where it, it was debatable <laughs> if that were true with some of those, oh, yeah. you know, Russ Durant teams. And it's like no shade at them, but their talent level was just like, I mean, they were megastars. They were monsters in the league. And yeah. you look at this team, like these guys are really, really good, but it's the coaching, it's the style of play, it's the way they fit together that is like, it's unlocking things within all of them. I mean, just the example last night, Shea, Shea being the decoy twice yeah. down the stretch for J-Dub is something that didn't often happen with that first go-around of teams. Like they play together, they're defensively, they are sharp when they need to be, and then offensively, they have a style of play that is that you can replicate, and it generates some of the best looks in the league yeah. consistently, and that's what makes them so good. Like that's what makes them 
the best shooting team in the league is that they consistently get great quality threes over and over and over yeah. again. Maybe yesterday's game was not the best example of that. I think that they settled a lot for... Yesterday's game like, was, was not an example of hardly anything we're saying today except for maybe the last 30 seconds. It was a rough. Yeah. It was a rough. It was a rough one. Except maybe the first quarter, the offense was humming, and, and then it felt yeah. like, bless you, it felt like they let go of the rope a little bit. And it, and I was a little nervous about this one heading into it because one, you know, that the Blazers are coming in feeling pretty disrespected, and it wasn't yeah. that long ago that this happened. And then the Thunder are coming in like, all right, whatever. You know, we, we, we're beating great we'll teams. We'll eventually get hold of this one. We'll beat this team. Don't worry. And, and I mean, credit to them, they did. And shout out to Chauncey yeah. Billups for, you know, handing the game over to them on a silver platter. Like, thank you, Chauncey. But, uh, there I mean, the resilience of this team and everything, like, carried the day, you know, in the end because they were very poised. You know, it's really, it's a tough circumstance to try to win the game. Um, but it, it was a weird one. But, other than that, like consistently throughout this season, they have a style of play that they replicate that like night to night looks really good. There it's and it's yeah. very, very enjoyable basketball. Like I I look forward to watching this team every time they play. I'm excited to watch them tonight. Obviously you have like the Chet Wimby dynamic, but still like yeah. I am I just am excited to watch them. They're just it's just one of the most enjoyable teams to watch and it's and that's not just even me just being a homer. You know, I have people that, you know, cover the league, you know, at large that talk about this team to me like, "Man, I love watching the Thunder. I love watching these guys. These guys are incredible." You know, it's it's yeah. a it's a league-wide thing where the Thunder are grab like slowly grabbing the attention of everybody. And again, I think they have a chance to be like the team of the next like five to seven years or whatever it is. Yeah, they have to nail a lot of moves. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, I think that um, I was listening to the, um, I, I watched the old possessions because of the issues, aforementioned issues about the NBA app uh, and my day having just uh, an hour and a half for watching games. And if not, if it's not in that half an, an hour and a half, it's going to be never. Um, and I was listening to Cage. He said, well, I always say this, but um, the, um, the first home game after a very difficult uh, road stretch, it's kind of a, of a road game as well because you, you're not settled into your routine when you're home. Uh, you're discombobulated because you're back, but you kind of feel the, um, uh, the fact that you have been out, uh, mm -hmm. so all the rhythm is not there. Mm -hmm. And it looked like after the beginning where you kind of settle into the game and say, okay, uh, we have it, um, we're playing well. And, and suddenly, between the last, I think, two minutes of the first quarter, and especially at the beginning of the, of the second, you, you get a punch in the mouth. Like, um, trees that should not be going in at that rate. I mean, Scoot Anderson and, and Tyrell hitting shots. Um, <laughs> some wide open, some less open. Yeah, you take this punch and say, oh, where, where am I? Like it, it's, and, and, and sometimes you, you just go down because you didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. um, um, it was not the case mainly because of Chauncey, but still the fact that they always come back to, okay, we are not rolling over. Um, this is bad. We're playing bad. We are probably still playing bad, but let's try to improve now. And, <clears throat> and I think that this, this qualifies as something that I did not expect to see with this regularity. Yeah. in the regular season. And this is what I think makes this team extremely special. Because you see, I mean, teams rolling over and just like too many times. And, and you start questioning, like, what they are about. Like, why are they doing this? It happens to everyone. It happens to OKC in, um, in Brooklyn, I think. It happened with, uh, in the last five minutes of the Clippers game. It happens. I'm not saying that this is not happening. And fatigue... And the fact that January is January in the NBA, it happens most more often in January. Mm -hmm. But the fact that many times you can see them like trying their best, like putting things that they know that, that can work at service of winning games, it's actually um, very very good, very good to watch. Yeah, and and, and I think that in a week or two, uh, a guy like Chadon Warren will be back in scoring the basketball, which. 
hasn't happened for the past 10 days, <laughs> 10 games, um, because of because of the fact that January is generally in the NBA. And for a rookie, January is bad. So I really think that we will see um, some of the guys really ticking back in the, the scoring mold very soon. Yeah. I mean, even looking at, I mean, in January, which has been a really rough schedule so far, they're, they're playing their second half of back-to-back tonight on the road. Uh, but they've already played one, two, three back-to-backs. They've played 12 games. They're eight and four. They're seventh in net rating in the month of January. You know, yeah. they're still, you know, a really good team. You know, sixth in offense. I think their defense is what has struggled the most this month. They're 13th in defense. But still. Wow, that's bad. It's still a plus six in net rating yeah. this month. Um, they've They've been good enough. And then. They've got five games left, San Antonio, New Orleans, uh, Detroit, all on the road. And then they finish up with just like two big-time tests. It kind of stinks that they play Minnesota second night of a back-to-back this coming Monday. But that, and then they have Denver on the following, on the Wednesday of next week, a week from today. And that's how they finish up the month of January. So if they could go... Three and two in that stretch would be pretty great. It it could be two and three. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, those to me are like the most likely outcomes. There, there's, I mean, an outlier could definitely happen. Um, you know, and I thought an outlier was going to happen on that the previous road trip where they played L.A., L.A., Utah, Minnesota, where it was like, holy smokes, like they go in four, like that could definitely happen. To split that yeah. road trip is pretty. Is a is a about as good as you can hope. Thinking about how good these teams are playing, that they just played. I mean, Utah has a better net rating than the Thunder did in the month of January. You know, yeah, this was the hottest team. A much better defensive rating. You know, so or no, no, much better offensive rating. Sorry, um, slightly worse defensive rating. But um, it's. I mean, they've been impressive. And then, like, you get if you can just like, hey, let's get through these five games. Get to February, where they play Charlotte the, the 2nd of February. They got Toronto. They have Utah. And then Dallas, Sacramento, Orlando, where it's like, okay, they're going to probably lose one or a couple of those games, whatever. But like you can just get through that schedule into the all-star break, and now you can breathe a little bit. Like You get yeah. to breathe some, and then you get to come back and like finish out this schedule. The month of March is also going to be tough. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they have really weathered the storm of January well and, as, and can use it as a blueprint for what, you know, March can look like because they're one, I guess there's only two back-to-backs in the month of mm-hmm. March. It's not quite as bad as January, but it's pretty jam-packed. Uh, but, man... I, just, I still am just astounded that this team is as good as they are. And I, and I know that pretty much everybody is, you know, and you ask the Thunder about it um, in these press conferences, like any of the players or coaches. And, you know, we didn't have any expectations coming into this season. You know, we didn't. And, and maybe that's genuine, but, like, part of me that's like, come on, man. Like, you you didn't really – I mean, there's no way you thought, like, this was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> like this being yeah. being this good, um, no, you this know, good. Like, I don't think so. I mean, um, I, think I thought they, I thought fifty two was like a like top top outcome. You know, I thought I thought even they, fifty even fifty was a top 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 outcome. Saying okay, they will win fifty games. That's wow, ten more games. Which, which, ten more games than they won last year. Yeah, you this know? is already like we should we should be careful. Because this is still in place. Like they could still wind up in winning forty nine games because stuff. Um, they can go into a rough stuff, spread. McKellie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, we have to say it. Um, I think that there is still like you have to win fifty games. You you have to win twenty more games uh, to reach that mark, which is not easy. Um, I know that it's not impossible. And if they play like they did, if they go back and shooting the way they did. They will probably do it. Most likely, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see them winning yeah. uh, twenty games over the next twenty-five. 
26, not 30. Uh, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, it's, um, again, they, they need to, um, they need to find, I think, again, chat. They need to find, again, a way to involve a little bit more case and was uh, into their um, offense because last night the offense was suffering, yes, because of the fact that they didn't, didn't make all the right choices, but also because, I mean, Chet and, and Dub are, uh, sorry, Shea and Dub are taking a huge load of the offense. And I think mm -hmm. that sharing a little bit more, like trying to refine some of the things that made them special at the beginning of the, of the year, it's actually something that they should... Uh, do over the next um next week or so mm -hmm. yeah man so the thunder in san antonio i'm sure they're there now probably flew after the game uh they play victor Wembanyama and the san antonio spurs tonight who let's see where are the spurs at this month it's kind of fun to look at this month by month they're 15th in net rating and minus two yeah not that bad yeah not too bad 15th in defense um and then 18th in offense they're fine you look at them on the season uh pretty bad they are a minus 8.8 yeah. .8. they're like on the opposite scale of the thunder essentially yeah and it, they've gotten better yes they've gotten better but the Thunder, they they need, especially with the way they showed up against the Blitzers and nearly lost that game, uh, they need to show up tonight in San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio, they lost their last game to Philly, but they did beat Washington the game before. Um, so the Thunder need to show up. Yeah. And, and they need to beat this this team by a whole heck of a lot. Um, like what's what's your heck of a lot like 28 <coughs> yeah well 20 plus 20 plus no it's going to be hard i think um i just hope that this is not like a, the wemby game um because like if chat if, if somehow wemby has a wemby game against chat will not be great for chat's rookie of the year not that i care too much about it i mean we do um, care yeah Yes, we should care um, yeah. because it's important uh, that OKC gets accolades. Uh, but I, it's not the thing that I care the most, uh, of yeah. course, about this season. I think that. What do you care about OKC most of the season? To... I got to know. Well, yeah. Anyway, I, I just care about the OKC finding uh, their footing back against bad teams. Like plummeting this team will be beneficial <laughs> to them. Yeah. In finding a little bit more of rhythm. And my guess, like, Wimby probably remembers the first matchup with the Thunder. And it was bad. They lost by 36 on down to dunk yeah. night um, in OKC. Uh, he only he had eight points, 14 boards, two assists, two blocks, five turnovers. Not, not a great showing for Wimby. One of his worst games of the season, honestly. He had a... 7.5 board, 5 assist game against the Bulls. Let's see. Is there anything else worse than that? He had a 9.3 rebound, 4 assist game against the Clippers. That might That's probably his worst game. Um, yeah, that's probably his worst game. Then OKC, and then this Chicago game. So, I mean, yeah. and he's on a little streak here where he scored... He had 33 against Philly, he had 24 against Washington, 27 against Boston, 26 against Atlanta. I mean, and honestly, it would be more fun if Wimby is mm -hmm. good in this game than it is if he stinks in this game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see what it looks like because it, it, it seems like the, the Rookie of the Year race is heating up a bit. Um. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. 
LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it, it ties back to what I was saying about chat. That the offense looks not as uh, proficient, not as prolific as um, as it was, I think, in November, December. And and we all know that Rookie of the Year is based also on, well, mostly uh, on how, how you play an offense. Now, I think that Chad's defense, um, yesterday was an example, is kind of always very good to excellent. Mm-hmm. But he needs to be. It would be great for him to have like a thirty-five point night a night against um, against a guy like Wemby. Uh, yeah, just, just <laughs> nailing. Maybe maybe just having one of those first quarters where you just you just rip the game apart. Yeah, and it's never a game anymore. Like yeah. just okay, four threes in a row, and it's mm-hmm. okay. Your turn now, uh, and 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 the game just goes. Uh, um, in OKC's direction. This is something that Chet can do. Is a tricky, streaky shooter. So I think that um, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how they how they play because, like, knowing Chet a little bit, um, not knowing him, of course, uh, but looking at the way he plays, he's not a guy that will necessarily take this game as, hey, let's show Wemby who's the best. But it's right. more like, hey, let's show the Spurs that we are much, much better, and I will just do the nitty gritty things that. Uh, will make us winning the game. Yeah, th- that I hope that's the attitude because I think the numbers can still come within moments like that for him. So it's definitely like, hey, just do the things that you can control. You know, play good defense, take open shots, you know, block shots, stay with these guys, stay with these guys. Um, I look at the injury report. Uh, it's the G League guys. Jang, Trey Mann is with the G League right now. Um, and Olivia Sars out with a hip flexor strain. And Lindy's with the G League. And then on the San Antonio side, they've got their G League guys out. Dominic Barlow, Mamadi Diakite. Shout out Mamadi Diakite. What a, what a very, very happy, lovely man. Um, Dave Juke Jr. out. And then... Uh, Charles Bassey uh, tore his left ACL. Poor Charles Bassey. Good player. Yeah. Uh, City Sissoko is out with a left ankle sprain. And then, most importantly, Trey Jones is questionable with a left yeah. ankle sprain. That is the most important one there. Because if you don't yeah, have Larry Trey Jones... Yeah, Jones was saying that he, he wasn't a shoot-around. Okay. Yeah, if, he, if there's no Trey Jones, then there's no point guard, basically. You know, on Point Sohan! Aren't you happy? <laughs> Excited? I love Point Sohan. I love Sohan. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Here's the thing. Everybody who's all the hand-wringing about Jeremy Sohan this season, like, God, give me a break, everybody. Like, chill out. Chill out. I know, like, you want everything to be amazing and awesome for Wimby in year one. But if you expand Jeremy's game this season and make him a better mm-hmm. player, then... That can only be helpful to you in the future. There's not a point guard on this roster that's going to help them. Like maybe you can go get somebody at the Correct. deadline to help you. Sure, whatever. But there's Hopefully not, not. But there's not the guy on this roster. You know. Yeah. Like chill out about anything with this team. They're supposed to be bad. They're supposed. Can to you lose guess games. the percentage of uh, Jeremy Sohan from the three point line in the free throw? <laughs> Line, um, probably bad and mega bad. Give me numbers. Sohan this season. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, I don't think he's... I, last I looked, he's not that bad from three. Um, is he like 35% from three? 38.1. <coughs> whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yes. Oh, the hand-wringing. And we've got... And what an, about the uh, we got free an, throw line? We got an elite shooter here. What is he, like 76% from the free throw line, too? 78. 78% from the free throw line. Man, send this guy yeah. to the three-point contest. Yeah, plus five and five, basically. 11, five, and five. Great player. Giddy's plus. Yeah. Also, Giddy's plus minus. Uh, on off, not plus minus. Uh, I like Sohan. I think, uh, I mean, he's going to be great. He's not going to be your primary guy. He never was going to be the primary guy, but yeah. can you give him a season? Can everybody just chill out? Yeah, I think that he should chill out on Sohan. It's, uh, and again, if he plays like a point guard, and you end up losing a lot of games, and you get Cody Williams because you have the second pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. That is not the, the, the worst thing that can happen to a franchise. Like, And if you want really a point guard, uh, either you wait another year, which maybe you think it's not ideal. Um, but also, there are point guards <laughs> to be had in the market of yeah. like any like any age basically go, you, go can, you can get like a very young point guard you can get like a experienced point guard like yeah. a in yeah. the in the prime point guard whatever there are these guys to be had um in the league i mean you, you really want to do it now for like why you, you will he will not compete to anything maybe maybe you can sneak in in a plane just because like everyone else die yeah chill out i'm excited about this game yeah. tonight i think this this should be a fun one and and i think it's it's almost good that the thunder just didn't smash the blazers that they kind of got and you get you get kind of shaken up a little bit in games like that where it's like okay like get it yeah. together like get it together yeah. focus you know like someone's like throwing like a cold of uh, yeah, a glass of cold water on their face like get it together thunder um like they did against atlanta like next game was perfect Hey, sorry, I had to say it. I don't I had think to, or the Lakers. And, and I had I, to say it. Listen, I don't think there's been travel troubles here, and they played well against the Clippers. The Clippers were just awesome. Yeah, this team is not has not shown the ceiling of a team like the Clippers. Well, maybe we'll get the Wemby game, and we'll talk about it. I mean, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer. Uh, put out his big board and mm-hmm. a mock draft today. He mm-hmm. does have Cody Williams second on his big board. Rightfully so. I, I swear I, did, I didn't know it before saying that San Antonio would should draft him with number two pick, but yeah. go on. Well, he doesn't have him second in his mock draft. He has him going fifth in his mock draft to the Blazers. Could really use a player like that. I mean, that's great. Uh, let's see who yeah. he has mocked. Okay, see Ron Holland at twelve, and Ryan Dunn at thirteen. Um, has he g- ever watched the Thunder play yeah. once yeah, over the gonna, past like two years? I was gonna say that's a no for me, dog. No, for both. Yeah, for both. Totally. Yeah, it's where does the the Kansas guy go in his mock draft? I always forget his name. You're talking about McCuller? Yeah, McCuller. Seventh. Yeah, I think that that, um, that guy is going to is yeah. going to be someone that I need to look. His reach Shepard fourth. So, oh my gosh, this draft is so bad. I'm like embarrassed. I can't even like look at my computer screen anymore. Yeah. I'm so but there are guys that will eventually pop up. Like Cody Williams to me is uh, very, very good. Uh, Filipowski, I, I think that... Um, Shout out Filipowski. Filipowski is the man. He's going 10th in this mock draft. Yeah. Well, and then this guy, McCullough, is, um, I think, NBA ready in terms of body, uh, shooting a basketball really well. I really need to look into him. Um, we need to to watch Dillingham uh, yeah. for after, uh, well, not Dream Team uh, draft show. Uh, I think there is talent here and there. It's just you don't you don't have the main guy. Um, 
McCullers, and the, also McCullers is the same age as Devin Vassell, by the way. Yeah, I know he's old. Um, he's old. He's old, all right. He's old, all right, but he's 6'7". Um, I don't care like him hold if he's um if he's six seven and shoot the um the ball like if it seems he, he can't dude, dude he's older than Poku. Who cares? He's older than Poku and Poku is about to finish up his rookie deal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like in the next in the next iteration of the draft, if you can grab a twenty four year old that like suppose that you don't have anyone that you think has a legit upside to be a contributor over the next two, two and a half, three years. And you have yeah. this 24 year old guy who's clearly old, clearly very professional because of reasons, um, like Buddy Hill type, where he maybe makes um, a very deep um, final four run, which now I jinxed it, so it will never happen. Um, and and he's just ready to play. I mean, Buddy was kind of ready to play and made a very good career uh, in the league. How old and he was, was Buddy when he was drafted, though? Was he, was, was he it, this it old? Was Buddy is 1992, and he was drafted in um, 24. Yeah, he was he's 24. He's 24. Yeah. So I actually, so, I, I have just a peek behind the scenes. I actually typed in Buddy Old into basketball reference <laughs> on, by mistake at first. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I still feel weird about drafting a guy who's going to be like 24 years old. That was not young. Not that old, though. Not that old. There, there's a, yeah, but there's... Again, it, depends, it depends on where and when. Like, yeah. uh, I, I think that the next CBA will put an emphasis on, well, they're not the next CBA, the current CBA. Um, I mean, you need guys on a controllable contract that can produce right away. So... The question may be, yeah. okay, I have a guy for four years that can produce right now. You need to be convinced that he can be a guy right now, which it's very weird that we are talking about this guy and I never, ever saw him play once. I just saw the stats. <laughs> so maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying something I mean, extremely K- Kaysen's 20, and he can contribute right away. I mean... Who? Kaysen. Wallace. But there is no player like Kaysen Wallace in the top 10 that I scouted so far. Like Kaysen would go probably number two in this draft. There's going to be, I I have a feeling like draft night that there are going to be some wild things happening where it's going to be like Like a guy. Like Zach Eady? No, 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 no. no. I mean, that that is. (laughs) Let's qualify dumb or or incredible things. Dude, I will parachute off the top of my house using my bed sheets if we draft Zach Eady. I'll do Be it. careful I'll do of it. what you of what you are proposing. Just get ready. Right, you could you could you could you could lose an ankle doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. Um, but I can you I, imagine <laughs> uh, Edie and Chet as your front court. I mean, I, I I actually puked twice when I watched him play again um, against um, He's, like in the in that World Cup. Yeah. He's was hi- so terrible. He's highly productive, but go just like go watch five minutes. Like I'll just and then just tell me like, do you think this guy can play with the Thunder? Yeah, I think that that, that there there are chances for guys like him to um, to be in the league. Um, oh, for sure, I think maybe. he'll be in the league. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think he'll play in the league. I think he'll be drafted in the first round. You know, but I I was I was like. I always think about Luca Garza. Yeah, like yeah. very talented. Yeah, extremely productive. Crazy productive. Garza was crazy productive. Gar- Garza's on, in street clothes on the bench for the Timberwolves. You know. Yeah. I mean, like that's just and how it goes it, for guys like that these days. He doesn't have the same defense or size that that Edie does. So no, he's a bit better. But true, true. You know. Yeah, Edie. I didn't think that Nas Reed could be a player. So what? What do I know? In college or just All in general? Ones. In general, I thought it like probably twelve months ago, and then four months ago, I, I I said it out out loud, and it's stupid. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, got to eat your words on that one, McKelly. Yeah, I know. I kind of wanted to unprotected towns instead of him. I just wanted <laughs> Minnesota to have two big men <laughs> and not having to pay them all. I still generally believe in your principle about it, but not that one, right? 
I I kind of pooped out of the out of the toilet on that one. <laughs> it's it's a say in Italy. It's not there. Poop out of the toilet? You did it out of the toilet, yes. Oh, no. I've never said that. But I'm going to start saying okay. it tonight. I'm going to drop one of those on my kids on our I'm on my way back home from picking them up from school. Really pooped out of the okay. toilet on that one. Like yeah, that. meaning like you did something like very off-based. Yeah, like what's wrong with you? Pooping exactly. out of pooping exactly. out of the toilet? What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> um I do like Kyle Filipowski. I just just want to reiterate that. Like he is the kind of if you want to draft a seven footer, like this is the dude, I think. Like he one, he's not old, which is great. Um two, yeah. he's seven not feet. Not as old as McCullough, yes. He's very get it, Andrew. He's very he's very skilled, good ball handler for a seven footer. He's got great feel for the game. And he also possesses what I think is also a new Thunder trait that I think that we uh, discovered through the draft and have discovered more through this season is that they have no, a a competitive drive that is like tough to match. And I, you can see that in Filipowski in the way that he plays and you know, Casey Wallace, if you look back through that draft class and you're like, who are like the most competitive guys in the class? I think you put mm-hmm. Kaysen way up there. I think J-Dub, way up there. I think Giddy, way up there. Obviously, Shea, way up there. Dort, way up there. I mean, they, uh, Kenrich. I mean, the competitive level of all these... Chet was the most competitive guy in his class, you know? Like, they just want to win more than anything else. You know, that is a, like, Thunder characteristic. And I think that's something that Filipowski possesses as well. And so, to me, he's the guy that I'm just, like, circling in red ink. Like, hey, go get that guy because he can come off the bench. He can shoot it. He can pass. He can dribble. He's big. He can play next to Chet. He can back up Chet. Like, that's the kind of guy that I want. He's, I mean, he's basically, like, young Kelly Olenek and has like a chance to be as good or better than him in the league. So like that's wow. Like that's the guy that I'm sure that guy to come off the bench. Why? Maybe he's, maybe he ends up starting. Wow. Are you ready to punt on Giddy? Why are you, why are you shifting this conversation over? I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. You know, I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. I don't. I was, I was trying to, I was trying to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, like, we still need to see how Giddy performs in the playoffs. But on the, in the same, at the same time, like, we still also know in the back of our heads the way that Presley operates with players that are doing extension. Yeah, it's either they get the extension or they don't, and oftentimes if they don't, he doesn't love to carry that guy into restricted free agency. So it doesn't yeah, necessarily. So either it's, um, it's either the, a trade the, um, or an extension. You know, and so like, and we'll, we won't necessarily know this summer because like he still traded a guy like Jeff Green, you know, that during the season before his extension was due. Yeah, same same with Baisley, I think. Same with Baisley. Um, Not the same level of guy, of course, but. Yeah, he just doesn't like to do it. He, I mean, the the guy, the only guy that that happened with was Cantor. And he let Canner get to restricted free agency, and then he ended up signing this massive deal with Portland, and the Thunder ended up matching. Because he couldn't, right? He he got it after the deadline, at the deadline, so he couldn't really move it before the before July happened. Yeah, it was the same year. Oh, it was the same. Was it the same year? Yeah. Yeah, he played just six months, uh, four months, and then yeah, I guess that was. Would, yeah, I guess that would be right because. I'm remembering this now because my coworker Zach Harper. I remember Zach Harper saying, "Hey, why do they even need to bring back Canner? They already have, um, they already have Mitch McGarry." Which was a thought. It was a at thought. the moment. It was a thought. He he looked like a guy who, uh, well, he looked like a guy who did many things, but on the court, <laughs> sometimes he he looked like a guy. I mean, I, I told you whenever when I I, I completely lost McGarry. It was uh, an <laughs> argument that he had on Twitter, um, or X, formerly known as Twitter, 
about how you should cook filet mignon with um i think it was with, with darnell mayberry or eric corn i don't remember i think it was darnell yeah. uh and darnell said yeah pal it's a little bit overcooked it, it looked like uh um a shoe it was like <laughs> terrible and, and, and he said no i like it that way and i said okay you are a very very wrong guy um if you like if you eat filet mignon um it, it was even not well done it's it was flag. like just 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 terrible and, and 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 but like i remember that that game against portland where he, he was just balling um he oh, yeah. was a bowling ball like just running the floor playing a little bit like marcus all a little bit like draymond <laughs> green like he was insane um and, and and i remember that in summer league he was dominant um like just just super talented lefty like able to eat trees so McGarry in his first game, like his first like real game with minutes, he had played, he'd basically been act inactive all season. He played for a couple minutes against Phoenix. He played for 54 seconds and put up zero stats against Orlando. And then a few games later, he played his first real game. He played 23 minutes. And in 23 minutes, he had 19 points and 10 boards. And then he played again was it against Portland? No. That was against the Clippers. And then he okay. played again against Denver, had 17 and 10 in 25 minutes. And then he had like some okay games here and there. Against Portland, he had 29 and 2. Um, and those are like those are like the three like big games for him. Uh, while we're here on the Mitch McGarry basketball reference page, tell me how many NBA games did Mitch McGarry play? Oh boy. I think that the next season he played less than 10. I'm quite sure of that. The first season, I think he got hurt in February, March. Maybe he played like 17. So less than 27, I would guess. It was more than that. He played 52 games. 52, double of it. So he played 32 games his first season. He played 20 the next season. Oh, okay. I remember there being a point. (laughs) <laughs> there being a point where Mitch McGarry just disappeared and was yeah. just gone. Remember that? Where oh, he, yeah, I do. Or McGarry I was do. just completely gone for a while. Yeah. Who knows why? His second season, he played three minutes a game, averaged one point, and less than a rebound a game. Um, good thing they didn't count on Mitch McGarry to carry the day. That That remains like one of the weirdest draft picks ever well i mean yes um but also like i think it was uh, an experience where like the front office learned something yeah don't pick guys that smoke just ungodly amounts of marijuana all the time yeah the ungodly and all the time is the key here um <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I think that, <clears throat> I mean, it's clearly something where, like, you need also, I mean, the, the, if you look at the prototype of player, McGarry was perfect. Yeah. Like, oh, just, he would have been amazing. I mean, he would have been amazing had he just, like, actually liked basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I know that Rodney Green, Rodney Hood, sorry, not Rodney. Rodney Hood. Rodney Green, Rodney yeah. Green is a player that I, I think I watched play somewhere, probably in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I think he was a very good scorer in in Europe, second leagues, minors. But Rodney Hood, yeah, yes, is. we all we all thought that uh, Rodney Hood was the perfect guy, yeah. but he he couldn't he couldn't defend the league. Rodney Green, Rodney Rodney Green, no, also Rodney Hood. A <laughs> um, little better than Mitch. His career is a little bit better than Mitch McGarry's, though. I have to admit that. Yes. Yeah. Other players that went in that draft: Clint Capella went twenty fifth. Um, yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich went twenty seventh. Bogdan would have been God. He would have been so Bogdan. perfect, right? Yeah, he would have been so perfect, so so perfect. Yeah. Um, but alas, we have uh, memories of Mitch McGarry, owner of snakes. Yeah, which which is also cars, which is also fun to have. You know, it's also yeah. fun. 
I don't know how we got to talking about Mitch McGarry so much. Um, but it was great. Let's let's give a shout one more shout out to Mitch McGarry. The penalty if you fail a drug test. Um, but you know, like I said, it happens and hopefully some kids can learn from it, but just don't get caught. Shout out Mitch McGarry. What a great memory. Some kids can learn, but not me. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Don't oh, get caught. Oh, yeah. So good. It's so good. Uh, okay. Thunder play tonight in San Antonio. Uh, we'll be back on Friday uh, with the Fry Pod. The Thunder play in New Orleans Friday night. And then Detroit. So Detroit, the game in Detroit was moved to 1 p.m. Uh, tip, which ends up being like good for the Thunder because then they play again Monday night in Oklahoma City against the Timberwolves. So um, should be a little interesting stretch here. Uh, should be a good opportunity to rack up uh, a few wins for the Thunder, who have already done that a lot this season. They've had a great, great season, and I just can't, still just cannot like reiterate enough how amazing this season has been. And if like you can't enjoy this, then you just don't even like basketball. I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. If you can't enjoy this this team, you just don't even like it. And you should find a different hobby. That's all I'll say. Wow. But yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will talk to you guys again on Friday.